Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, August 8, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we notice, what's jumping off the daily chart at us, is she's still making somewhat of a bearish pattern underneath the 20-period moving average. Tried to crack them a little bit today, meaning on the downside, but Mrs. Market wasn't able to get the job done. The early decline was met with what we call in the trading parlance, a rescue operation. Let's review the three places that we discussed over the last couple of weeks that the market would visit if in fact she went down, if in fact at least an interim top was in. Where was she going to go on the downside? What are those three places? Place number one was right over here at around 447.45. Now we'll remember that was hit on the 3rd of August. And here's your hourly chart. There's your 3rd of August. There's your bounce away from it. The second place wasn't that much lower. It was a gap. That gap was officially at around 446. It's a give or take. The low on the 4th was 446.27, the bounce away. The next place had to do with the last breakout area in the sequence. It had to do with these pivots over here. And there's a gap just below. For argument's sake, that area is in the ballpark of 444. They haven't got there yet, but they've basically satisfied both the other numbers. So here's what we're going to say about 444. They made a college try for it today. That's going to be our near-term bogey. Mrs. Market needs to stay above 444 and certainly can spike through it intraday Fill this gap over here. That's officially at 442.46. But closing one day below 444 is not the end of the world. But closing continuously below 444 is going to open up a different kind of worm can. So here's what we'll say. You might want to put this stuff on a sticky note. 444 is this pivot high here. It's 443.90. It's close enough. The gap right down here is 442.46. That's a zone below that gap, things could get squirrely. I understand there's a 50-period moving average down there, but if they start closing below that gap, it's a different kind of tape than just running a test at the former breakout area and bouncing back away. So the zone, this is the sticky note stuff, between 442 and a half, give or take, and 444 is uber important, that's the bogey. Spiking it intraday, closing back above, that's fine. Closing daily and then another day and so on below that stuff is the problem child. Let's talk about something else that happened today. You see today's candle, it has a high and a low. So the high is 450.70. The question is, was price actually ever at that price today? Well, if we look at an hourly chart, here's the high of day. High of day was 449.23. What does that make that daily chart tail? It makes it, and you got it, a shenanigans tail candle. What do we do with that information? And here's the thing. We talk about this in the live room when they came up. What we do is have the awareness that it exists. Why is that? Well, if you take where it went to, okay, so it has a high of 
450.70. You come over to the hourly chart, for example, and you say, all right, well, where was the gap left open from yesterday? Yesterday's closing price is 450.73. So that shenanigans tail goes up to the gap. So therefore, if the market is trending up or getting close to that area of the gap left open from Monday, for example, well, we know it's likely going to be filled anyway. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. But for all intents and purposes, if price is getting close to or going in the direction of that gap, then the likely story is they're going to fill the gap and it happens to be in the same place as the shenanigans tail candle. So it, typically they're one in the same. Typically those shenanigan tail candles end up to be going to where there's a gap left open. Doesn't tell you price is going to be there tomorrow. Doesn't tell you it's going to be there the next day. Doesn't tell you it's going to be there three days ago. It tells you there's a shenanigans tail candle up near a gap. If price is getting close to the gap, guess what? Price will get sucked in. Or if the market's getting close to a gap, price will get sucked in to fill the gap. That's just the way it works. Put that on a sticky note. Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? Yesterday, we had some easy trades. This morning wasn't so easy. However, the numbers work, and I want to go through the scenario of what happened. Yes, we had traders that made money today. We also had traders that got scared out of a position, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to talk through some of the nuances so that we can learn from what happened either way. It's Turnaround Tuesday, and we certainly did get the proverbial turnaround. Woke up with some red on the screen. Fair enough. Remember the DCB yesterday? Yesterday was, in fact, the DCB. Early pivot today, and then the market sold off later on in the morning. This didn't really matter in the early, early session, 449.75. So we go down to what else do we have? We have 448. Fair enough. Market kept going. We have 447. You'll see new numbers come out as we get closer to the opening bell. So we have 447, give or take, some unfinished business below that recent low. We were eyeballing 447 yesterday. They never got there. All right, fair enough. 825s, the thieves in the morning already took care of the situation down around 447, give or take. Okay, fair enough. Let's take a look at that real quick because it's important. Right of the vertical is today's activity. This is the regular session. This is 447. You could see they got below 447. They went to a different place. Fair enough. But let's go back to the pre-market. Remember, this is 825 AM. And there you have it. In the candle ending at 810, she spiked below 447. The low is 446.61 and had somewhat of a rally back in the other direction. And you could see here the high was 448. 15 at 935 so essentially that was the trade we were looking for they did it in the pre-market okay fair enough let's scroll up see what else we're talking about at 915 what have we got the morning thieves already did the thing where they bounce off 447 give or take that was trade number one before they did it while it could work again during the regular session we've also got some unfinished business down around 446, give or take. Back to the chart, the visuals are invaluable. There's your 446, unfinished business. Can we consider 447 to 446, give or take, a zone for a bounce back in the other direction? Yes, we can. Traders willing to enter at the top end of the zone 
should be willing to do it again lower. Let me repeat that. For those traders in the live room, traders willing to enter at the top end of the zone should be willing to do it again lower. The rest of it doesn't apply to the actual trade. It was the other side. Therefore, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. So basically, I'm going to scroll up. You can read all the notes and it's all in here, all the support numbers, all the resistance numbers, everything you need based on what the market did or was expected to do during the regular session. What I want to do is go back to the chart and talk it through for a moment. This was an important area. What I said in the live room was start closing candles or staying too long below 446 and you're opening up the trouble zone for the spiders down to 444, not all at once. But that was what was happening as they dripped lower. If they stayed down there, they were going to open the door for lower prices. Now, they stayed below 446 for a few times for a couple of candles, but you can see what happened. They finally fought back to it. And here's what I wanted to mention. And we talk about this in the live room just about every day. Generally speaking, the best places to take a trade are going to be the hardest places to take the trade. You're taking what's called a trade close to risk. What does that mean? Well, risk means you know where you're wrong. What's the risk on the trade? Well, the risk on the trade is if they start doing this, getting below that, closing candles below this, then it opens the door for a new leg lower. That's close to risk. We were close to risk. We had traders that waited it out. We had traders that got scared out of it. Why? Because they bought the top end of the zone. They bought it up at 447, somewhere up in this neck of the woods here, and they couldn't stand either the drawdown or the amount of time that the market stayed down. We don't have a time frame on all these trades. We like trades to work out right away. Yesterday, we had trades worked out right away, out of the money by like two cents. It's not going to be like that every day. Sometimes you have to maneuver around the tape. Now, if you look at the big picture, 447 down to 446 or even a little lower is just about a dollar. Maybe it's a little more than a dollar, maybe below 446. On a $446 equity, a $446 name or symbol or whatever you want to call it, that's a small zone in the big scheme of things. Gabish, What about stocks on the move? Only had one hit today and it hit later in the day, if at all. We'll take a look at it anyway, ring. The other ones were off the board. They were no trades. Here's ring. You want ring when it came down early in the morning. This is the place we wanted it. Didn't get to the number, bounced away. Then they creep into it. They miss it by a few cents, bounce away, and then creep in at the end of the day. Nobody's taken this trade after all that kind of activity. So this one was a no trade. We did have some takers in the live room today in TXN. They ended up getting paid if they waited. Just had to wait for the thing to turn around and go back in the other direction. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Pretty darn good little reversal intraday in Camp IWM, but below the 20 period moving average, still in some trouble. And oh, by the way, she's got some unfinished business by choice that the IWM could have taken care of today, but chose not to. What exactly is that? You have a gap here, 189.80. Today's low, 190.52. Not even close to the gap. They didn't even make an attempt. It's the same concept as the spiders that we just talked about. You have a gap here. That's an important place. They missed it here, and then they missed it again, or they didn't get there today. Then you have 
This is a breakout area. It's very close to the gap. So they technically have to stay above this stuff in order to keep the bull case running. But wait, there's more. The bigger picture, the larger time frame, the bigger moving averages of the bunch that we look at. So the 50 will supersede the 20, the 100 will supersede the 50, and the 200 will supersede the rest. The larger the stuff, the more precedence they take. The monthly chart takes precedent over the weekly chart. The weekly chart takes precedent over the daily chart from a trend and a big picture perspective. So on the weekly chart, they got above the 100 period moving average, which put the IWM above all the moving averages. Fair enough. Now they've come back to run a test and bounced off of it. Okay, fair enough. But that's an important place. If she stays above the 100 period moving average on weekly close, she could be building energy for another push higher. Get below the weekly 100 period moving average and other stuff down south below will come into view, will come into play. Changes the complexion, changes the complexity, changes the makeup of the tape. I want to go back to the S&P for a second and then we'll go back to the IWM. I want to point something out. This is right out of the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. It's stuff I teach for a reason. Time is more important than price. Yesterday or the other day, we talked about the S&P 500 was an on-time type of situation and it bounced. Now, it since went lower, but the point is on that day, it bounced. The IWM chart was a different top. On-time type of situation was different in terms of when it happened versus the S&P 500 when considering the IWM. Guess what? Today, on time type of situation she made a low and bounced normal garden variety stuff if you're thinking about time time is more important than price write that down put it on a sticky note this stuff is out of the course lazy e-mini trader i promise you what about the q people how about an on time type of situation different chart different amount of time still yet an on time type of situation Short of its 50-period moving average, we've got some unfinished business down at 366.35. That's an important place. Might want to keep that one on a sticky note. We had to run a quiz for what that number was in the live room today. We had some traders that forgot. The Qs also have some unfinished business they didn't take care of today. So here's this 50-period moving average. You also have a gap. The gap is 368.17. Today's low, 368.82. They did not fill the gap. It is unfinished business. When they come close to a gap, especially on a day when the market was moving today, so they had an opportunity to go down and fill the gap. However, we're rescued before the gap. They're going to come back to fill it. This is the way the market plays games. It's sponsored by Trick and Company, the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. They're going to bounce away. They're going to talk about a low, meaning the media on TV, all that stuff, the talking heads eventually, and then the market's going to have another rug pull event. They're going to come down and go lower. This is the way it works over and over and over again. The market is designed to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. Take it at face value. Let's not forget about the folks down at the transportation department. Secretary Buttigieg. They did fill the gap spiked the 20 period moving average and fought back to close above it by the end of the day daily close back above the 20 that's at least 
positive for the transports as long as they stay above. Get back below tomorrow or whenever, and that goes off the table. On time type of situation. About the financials, they were getting killed earlier in the day, had a rescue operation, finished not necessarily positive on the day, but almost at least filled that white space up here, I believe came a couple of cents short, but for all intents and purposes, pretty good rally back, pretty good close to close near the highs by the end of the day, fought back to the 20 period moving average. Could be the games they play, meaning they as in the trick, trap, fool and frustrate crew, but we always want to revert to the weekly chart. What's going on here? They're eating time off the clock underneath the weekly chart, 100 period moving average. Nothing more and nothing less. If they trade away, the first place they'll go from a weekly chart perspective is to run a test of the last breakup candle low in the sequence. That low is 34.21, so you give it a 34.20 give or take type of thing. But if they just continue running sideways, they're making a what? Yeah. A bull flaggish kind of pattern-ish. And I'll tell you this, write this down. If they start to go, if they start to go to the north side, if they start to rally in the XLF, what's the next major area of resistance after they've eaten some time off the clock where they have? And I'll give you the answer. I'll ease it for you. 36, 40, 36, 50. In XLF terms, that's a pretty good move from where they are. Smash Mouth ran a test of the 50-period moving average on the daily chart, bounced off of it, still sandwiched in between the 20 and the 50, still making a bearish pattern kind of thingish going forward. And until they break that chain, get back above the 20-period moving average, that's what's going on. So the fact that they had a midday rescue operation doesn't really mean much. What actually matters is what they're doing, and as long as they're doing this where they're doing it, there's no dice going on. They're just in a channel going back and forth, they expand the range on the downside, bounce back, maybe they go up here, fill the gap, but if they stay in this channel, all they're doing is building a bearish pattern to go lower eventually. That's the story in Smash Mouth. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My Strategic Forecast, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.